Hello there. Welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with created content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isubuye, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words. For it is the unit of creation I trade in words to profit my world. Peekaboo, I see you. <laughs> you remember growing up doing this, like hide and seek and all of that. The more you look, the less you see, or the less you see, the more you want to look. Hi. What are we doing today? Beautiful. Here again to share some thoughts with you to give you. Recently I was drawn into a thought. You know, what has been happening all around, all about change. Before I go into it, I'm going to, you know, build on one or two things. And I'll start with this. When things change, they remain the same. I guess you've heard that quote before. It was done by uh, a French journalist a century or more ago, Jean Baptiste Alphonse. That's his name. Now, the more things change, the more they remain the same. And I asked myself, how do you deal with that? You know, there's this saying the only constant in life is change. And for a moment I said, okay, how do I deal with something that is constant, but its effect is seen in changes, altering, you know. Today you look at it, tomorrow is not there. How do you deal with change? How do you handle change? And in course of my thought, uh, this scripture came to me, the path of the you know, righteous or the just is as a shining light that gets brighter and brighter and brighter each passing day. So what came to me was the light gets brighter. So when you look at that in a sequence of, should I say, activities or days, you come to see that the way you saw the light two years ago is different from what you're seeing now. There is a change. So you need to embrace that change. But the question now is, how do I embrace it, knowing that it is for my good? A lot of changes have been happening all around us in our world today. And some people are seeing it as confusion. Some people are not, like, embracing it, taking it in and they are fighting it. But in clear essence, you don't fight change. You find yourself in change and live the best of your life. I hope I'm not confusing you now. (laughs) All right, it brings me to what I want to talk about. The future of work. But before I go into 
talking about the future of work, I want to take a line from Marvel's, you know, one of the, is it Marvel now or DC Comics? The end game. You remember when Captain America was leading the team to fight against Thanos, you know, and uh, Bruce Banner, who played uh, Hawk, made a statement, and that statement got to me. He said, if you go into the future, because what happened there was, after what Thanos did, for those of you who have seen the movie, they were like, okay, to stop Thanos, we need to go back in time, you know, to like realign things, they build up to the end game. And he made a statement, he said, if you go into the past, that past becomes your future. And your former present becomes the past, which can now be changed by your new future. Sounds confusing, right? That's where I want us to begin this conversation from. The future of work. Now, for us to talk about the future of work, we need to make reference to the past. What it's been before now. And again, we have to look at work. You know, human existence, human life is is defined by work. We cannot live without working. Yes, everything we do, it is like encoded in our DNA. We wake up in the morning, you want to leave. But in living, you have to express that living in work, like doing something. You know, and in doing that thing, you, 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 you tend to look forward to earning from it, like you, you receive a reward, more or less, like from it. So it is part of us. You know, we cannot run away from work. So now, the future of work. Let us look at the past. Going through history books, you come to see that from the very moment when recorded history was made available to us, Man, human beings, were, should I say, living in an agrarian economy. Agriculture, I mean, you know, economy. And we, our ancestors grew crops. They tended crops, just like what the scripture told us. You know, uh, he was kept in the midst of the garden to tend, you know, to more or less, we say, tend. I would say attend, give attention, work. You know, when you weed, you prune, the best comes out. So imagine the kind of thought pattern they had, you know, growing crops, you know, growing farm produce, animal husbandry. Imagine the kind of thought they had. It was more of a physical thing, using your physical strength, your body and all of that. Somewhere in Genesis, you know, when uh, Jacob went to stay with his uncle Laban and he was tending, attending to his uncle's uh, animals, his sheep and every other thing, he got an idea, an idea that the, the, the bioengineers would, 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 I mean, have a lot to explain there, how to create speckles out of non-speckles. He, so imagine what it was like then, the creativity that came into play. But overall, you see that then they were using physical strength, less of, would I say, 
the mind processing information. It's just okay, you wake up in the morning, you till the soil. Okay, you look at and uh, intuitively you come to see that, oh, the sun affects uh, the plants and all of that. That went on for a while. And we have this kind of economy. The exchange then was more of a butter. You give me your bread or your peanuts, I give you my grain and all of that. That's what was going on. But it got to a point as change would have it that is always constant. Things move, you know, giving way to the best of whatever we have seen. The Industrial Revolution came. Yes, that had to do with the steam power mechanization came into play. You know, we now transited from running on with horses and chariots and what have you, and now coming to where you now have automobiles, you understand me, that is powered by steam, the train. So imagine what it was like then. It means uh, the economy that was based on agriculture moved, changed to, should I say, steam energy, where coal became uh, a thing to reckon with. So let us see how the thinking pattern came about. So then the smart ones or those who are driven by commerce began to think differently. How? It means our working system will change. We need more people now, you know, to come in uh, to power this. So they started creating a certain form of structure Yes, what we will call organizational structure in the now, where you now have people come to stay in a physical space, and now we, they now have a time frame determined by as in, okay, this is the amount of time you need to put in for this work to be productive. So you now they started coming about things like timetable, you know, work time, work scheduling, and all of that. Still crude in its form, but moved away from what we used to know as the agricultural-based economy. What happened when oil and gas became part of the mix? Total change. <laughs> A total change presented itself. So now, what work was known for had taken another leap. More like should I say a hundred years or more leap because our mobility became better. People could move better. Why? Because the engines became better. Connectivity grew. Telephone came into being. Electrons moving information from one point to the other. All of this changed the structure of work. We're talking about the past now. We're yet to get into the future of work. You know, change the structure of work, the way things were done, you know, how, how you move uh, properties or resources or goods from one point of the earth to the other. So now work took another dimension. It grew. So imagine before, maybe they were putting in four hours, five hours, you know, per day to work now more hours were required. So the structures became more robust. Again, 
the knowledge that was driving this, would I say, form of work was now stored in academic halls, schools. So it means you need to go to school to acquire a certain knowledge, you know, a certain discipline, which we all describe as degree. So you gain that form of thinking. You are employed to like bring that aspect of your thinking to driving these economic processes and making the world better. That was all. You know, everything was just going on and boom! The information technology age came on the scene. It was like a thousand years leap. Because imagine before this time people sent mails, yes, letters, by how? How were they doing it? They write letters, they put a stamp on it, they go to a, the mail, what we call post offices, you slip it into that hole, they are sorted, bagged, then carried across. But now, you sit in front of a computer, electronically you send, just by Hitting those keys, you create this wonderful expression and you only do what? You hit the send button and somebody way big across the world receives this message electronically. I don't want us to go into what happens you know, in between, but the introduction of this technology brought about uh, tremendous revolution to work and the way work was carried out and all that. Remember before now, work was seen in the veil of presence, like you need to be present, yes, like, you know, because of the physicality that was, uh, that goes with work, you know, the physicality that goes with work, yes, so presence meant so much so you need to be at work present it led to so many and all of that changes in terms of remuneration and what have you but the advent of this in uh information age as we want to describe it brought about this change wow so now was presence really necessary or was presence really a game changer? So, work evolved. The information age changed how things were done in terms of work. Then in 2020, the coronavirus pandemic that came up <laughs> brought a total, should I say, different angle to work, which now we now saw that actually presence does not really equal work. What equals work now was impute. So the distributed structure that was created as a result of the information age. You know, before now, organizational structures, I mean, work-wise, was really not distributed. Everybody need to come into one space, you know, being maybe an office as we describe it, you know, and all of that crunching figures, you know, papers flying, moving from one place to the other. For those of, you know, the, those, those who were involved in the construction space, you understood what that meant, you know, 
draftsmen, you know, doing things on papers, ruler, and all of that. But the advent of the information technology age that now simplified all of these things and put them into what we call apps changed everything. So it means we can stay anywhere because the information age also brought about the internet. As the word sounds, internet, like different nets are being connected. So we now see that work actually can be done in a distributed manner where there's a convergence which we describe as production, optimization, and all of that. But you know what? This also brought about the thinking pattern. So imagine those who were around 100 years ago, if we give them the opportunity, the privilege to rip time and they come through that rip curtain of time to now and they see what is happening, imagine what will go through their mind. Just imagine what will go through their minds. So the future of work is hinged on our thought pattern. Yes, the more we want to get better as human beings, the more we want to do things efficiently, the more we push ourselves into our creative zones, be it in the science or the arts. We, we, we just want to be better. Doing that changes everything concerning work as we know it. So someone will ask, ask what are we seeing now, today, 2023? The work pattern, obviously, if you are not under the stone, you will know it's fast-paced. People now want to like own their space. Like I said, the, the coming or the birthing of apps, applications, has changed the landscape of work. That before now, things that were done on paper and pen, you know, calculations, mathematical, uh, summations and what have you now you just sit in front of a computer for those who are in accounting you will agree with me you have the app all you do is just provide the raw data you know and it gives you what you want ah yes you've heard about chat gbt that's changed the landscape of writing for those who are not just writing even the creative space and all of that so we see that what used to take us 10 hours in an hour now we get it done what used to take us a whole day you just string it to maybe half a day or less things are done so it's like the space is changing and again we now see that the younger generation are more should i say now demanding in the sense that they want to own their time they want to define their time so we now sit and we ask ourselves, what will the future of work look like? Is one question that even the professionals, uh, they're trying to wrap their heads around it. Why? Because the change we see around us today is so amazing that it's like when you sleep 
and when you wake up, things change. Yes, just like we slept with Instagram the other day and we woke up with thread. <laughs> you see? And it has changed the whole the landscape. It has changed the whole discussion. It has changed the whole narrative. So you, we, 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 we now have to sit down, consciously begin to craft our future. Why? Because time is all we have. Yes. The future is a function of time. Time is a function of what? You and I, the way we determine things. You know, because the universe is set in time and space. If there is no time and there is no space, I don't think there's no way we're going to exist. Matter ceases to exist. But because there is time and there is space, matter takes its, you know, form or its place. So we need to now go back and begin to like embrace time. The time that we have. How to like, for the lack of better expression, manipulate it to our advantage. So don't see it as, you know, something fighting against you. No. If we are here for the next 200 years, you and I, I mean, listening to this conversation now, I bet you we will get into the zone of telepathy. I bet you we'll get into the zone of telekinesis. I bet you we'll go, we'll get into that zone of, uh, what do you call it? You know, when you watch the, what's the name of that movie now? Beam it, and you beam the person, and the person is transported to another zone. You know the movie I'm talking about, Star Wars, yes, or Star Trek, I beg your pardon, yes. So you see that if we are, avail- I mean, around, these things will come to be. Why? Because the human mind, the human consciousness was designed to be eternal, infinite. Scripture says eternity has been written in your heart. That's where we exist from. You wake up in the morning, you, 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 you have that, should I say, inspiration, conversation, and you want to do things better. Like an artist who, who starts by stroking those lines, those whatever on the canvas, each stroke and all of that. It seems like nothing, non-entity, nothing, but he keeps pushing, he or she keeps pushing, and all of a sudden there's a pattern that forms, and what we see is an image. That's who we are, and this happens over time. So the future of work that we see today gradually from where I stand and what I perceive and I see, we're going towards where everybody want to be a part of the definition. What do I mean by that? Ownership. You want to own it. So it's not like somebody telling you, no, you are in that conversation. So that is what I see for the future of work. So for professionals out there, you know, those roles that we used to know the, you know, roles from the past, gone. They're all gone. They're all gone. Gone. So practitioners now will have to sit down and begin to, like, query, question, asking, 
what do we do now? Because without work, we're nothing. Yes, that is what defines us work. Because we want to be, we want to become, we want to leave. So what do we do now? Go back to the drawing board, as we call it, like a, you know, the art of war. You, you, you go back to your drawing board. You begin to look at the moving parts, the pieces, the moving parts. Where will they all come together? Where will they all, you know, get into? So, is there hope? Yes. Is there a future? Of course. People fight change when they don't understand the benefits of change. I am not talking about the negativity or the negative aspects of change. I am talking about that progression, the light shining brighter and brighter. Now just imagine, for a moment, imagine it. You have this form of light and each passing day it becomes brighter, brighter. Ask yourself this question. Would you prefer to go back to the brightness of day one or remain in the brightness of day 10 in your change process? That is what it is. And that is what the major players, the industry players, you know, the policy makers would have to look at. You know how we do it. Yes, I just came around to share this with you. Beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> Don't be afraid of change. Embrace change. Because the path of the justice has a shining light. It only gets brighter. Till I come your way again, let's embrace change. Make the best out of it. Because that is who we are. My name is Amakri. And my crease away. Bye for now. Awesome time it has been with you on the World Cafe podcast today. Thank you for being there. You can catch me up on my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, all at Amakri Isoboye. Also, you can get copies of my books, A Cocktail of Words, The Color of Words, my HR notebook and Hawkers Focus on God on Amazon and Roving Heights online bookstores. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel at the same address at Amakri Isoe. I love to hear from you and how this podcast has impacted you 